and welcome to another midweek interview. Uh, and this week we've got uh, Social Loner Studios uh, with us this week. So do you want to say hello, guys? Introduce yourselves. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I'll start off. I, um, my name is Josh, and uh, I do the uh, audio and sound. Uh, I'm Kenneth. I do uh, all the arts for the games. And I'm Brian. I do the programming. There you go. So welcome, welcome to the show anyway. Welcome to the veteran gamers. Um, what I'd like to start off with, and I ask, well, every person I interview this question, but um, uh, what's your favorite biscuits or cookies? Because we've got a couple of guys on the side who are absolutely obsessed with biscuits, which in, in the UK is like a sweet treat, but I know biscuits are different in America. So I always say cookies. So what, what, what are your favorite biscuits or cookies? <laughs> well, for me, Brian, I, I like Oreos. They don't. I don't think they had those in the UK or not. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. my favorite right now would be uh, Snickerdoodles. Actually, I've been going through going through those like crazy. A what? What is that? Snickerdoodles. It's like a kind of like a soft buttery cookie covered in uh, cinnamon and sugar. It's freaking fantastic. They're, they're very delicious, no doubt. God, oh, yes. that, was, that sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen. That does. Geez. Oh yeah, yeah not like not like Stu's blood pudding. He's always going on about <laughs> weird blood, no it's black like pudding. Black that. pudding. That is. Yeah, that oh. too. um i would probably say uh gosh cheese and crackers it's kind of like a sandwich of a cheese cracker with like cheese sandwich between it this interview is over i know yeah that just just sounds like a boring biscuit i've got to say damn it josh damn it i expect to move games like that come on (laughs) (laughs) now yeah now I've right. got to ask you first. I mean, before we sort of get into sort of you know more of the the, the game itself, um, I've looked at some of the previous games that you've done, and I've <laughs> got to say, I've got to say, they burn no relation uh, to Bird Assassin. You, you know, you started off with a, a trivia game, uh, then a word game, uh, and then Storm, which I did play Storm. I thought that was quite a cool concept. I like Storm. That was quite a cool game, uh, but but. Where the hell did Bird Assassin come from compared to the other games? My, my wife wants to make sure that you know that it was her idea for the game. Yeah. So. <laughs> she wants a full credit. Yeah, it was my wife, Marcia, really, that came up with the, the concept for it, really. But it was just really an offhand comment when we were looking at... It was around Thanksgiving time in the U.S., of course, which is a big you know, turkey holiday here. And... Uh, we, she just made an offhand comment that uh, you should make a game where you just shoot birds. <laughs> and we went with it from there, basically. That's very interesting. You know, hey, we're eating this turkey. You know what you should do? How about you slaughter all sorts of birds and there'll be one level where they're all in the sky and there's blood everywhere. Yes, honey, that sounds great. Well, I mean, it kind of evolved from uh, how we did uh, the trivia game, really as a test to see if we actually could do this. And um, I'm this Kenneth. And I worked in the video game industry for a number of years, and it was the first time for me to do all that kind of stuff. And we wanted to see how we could turn out a game. And the trivia game did pretty well, and we went on and did the word game and Storm, and, well, those two did horribly. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely (laughs) terrible. (laughs) And then uh, as kind of a joke, uh, we were kind of joking around with uh, Varsha's idea about a a bird-killing simulator. (laughs) And uh, we just kind of started thinking a little bit more and more about it, and eventually just... Turned into an actual project <laughs> that we started working on. Yeah, 
our quick little three-week project turned into a three-and-a-half-month project. So. <laughs> a three-week Yeah, three-week. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've got to say, the word simulator doesn't really apply. If you, if you ask. It's not really a simulation game. Oh, yes, dude. When was the last time you killed 500 <laughs> birds in two exactly. minutes? I do it all the time, and it's exactly like that. I mean, I drive home in my pickup truck every night. <laughs> what the hell are we going to do with all these birds? Yeah, right. exactly. I don't know what you guys are doing in Wisconsin, but that's what we do out here in California. <laughs> yeah. I got my triple so, X jug there. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about, like, when you were growing up, what your relationship was like with video games? Which were your favorites? Which ones stood out for whatever reason? Uh, Brian, you want to go first? Or... Okay, uh, sure. Uh, this is Kenneth again. Uh, but for me, growing up, uh, I kind of caught on a little bit with the uh, NES generation, uh, borrowing uh, Brian's you know, console when I could. But then I really started getting into it on the SNES side. So sorry, and... you all grew up together, is that right? Well, Corey and not, Kenneth and I are brothers, actually. So. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Occasionally you'll hear Brian call Kenneth Corey. Yeah, I was wondering like... about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go by that pretty much. With He's a man friends. of many names. <laughs> what, two? Man of history. <laughs> That's more than I have. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just uh, grew up with the, the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo Entertainment System, eventually going to, uh, uh, you know, N64 and PS2, just playing a, a whole wide range of stuff, whatever just seemed entertaining at the time. And uh, for me, it just... I go for more of a role-playing simulator kind of action games, that kind of thing, too. And uh, that's really what I kind of grew up on and what I've been playing so far now these days. Yeah, I grew up with, uh, as Corey said, he uh, he played my Nintendo, basically. I, I got my paper route to buy my first Nintendo versus uh, our parents, of course, bought him his Super Nintendo. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> I cleaned my room a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I played a lot of Super Mario Brothers and uh, all those side-scrolling games and... and uh, Grew up into other more complex games, of course, for the PC with the uh, Masters of Orion and uh, <laughs> others. Yeah, Phantom <laughs> um, Period. Yeah, a lot of the space simulation games. Uh, Red Alert, stuff like that. Yeah, which is nothing like Bird Assassin, of course. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say I I, I kind of went the other route. I grew up with the Sega side, so I, I grew up with the Master System, going on to you know Sega. Genesis to the Saturn to the Dreamcast. Don't yeah. And, oh, yes, and my 3DL, which uh, <laughs> really was awesome. It was classic. So, so I, I basically went down the failed route of consoles. I was going to say, I, I knew one person had bought one of those. <laughs> I bought one of each. <laughs> no, that yeah. made you exclusive. Like, you it knew did. how to find the excellent games that no one else was yes. cool enough to know about. And, and, you know, it did make the bargain bin, you know, really, really. <laughs> Awesome for me because I can buy three dollar games all the time. So, what made you choose to develop for for XNA instead of other platforms like the iPhone, for instance? It's mostly ease, probably. Obviously, iPhone is mostly geared towards Objective C programming wise. So, me as a programmer, I know nothing about Objective C. Uh, I, I know C plus plus and other programming languages like that, but but C sharp, of course, which is what uh, XNA is developed in, is uh, is much easier to create with. It's uh, it's very open and, uh, and user-friendly, really. Yeah, and the community itself is pretty supportive. Oh, uh, yeah. People going back and forth, sharing ideas, how to fix problems and whatnot, too. Me going on there trying to find out how to get a, a certain 3D or 2D art asset to work correctly and that kind of stuff. 
and the ability just to get things on the Xbox itself, because no console has ever allowed you to do that in the past, really, where anybody can basically just publish a game onto it without yeah. going through a, a horrible publisher contracts and non-disclosure agreements and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, cost of entry was really low, 99 yeah. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've, we've spoken to a few developers in the past and they've said that, you know, they, they don't feel Microsoft has maybe supported it as much as they could have done. I mean, do you feel like that or do you think you've had, you know, you think Microsoft has supported it well? Well, uh, I mean, they, they aren't doing as much as they could have done, basically. They, they could do a lot more, but from their point of view, it's not making them any money though either, really. I'm sure it's uh, yeah, there. It's, it's a financial failure, really. But uh, for us, it's it's financially pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, and in the end, really, it's still a free service that we can kind of hop onto after paying a developer fee and publish and develop games for a major console. Some people have really high expectations too of what the Microsoft should be doing and what they should not be doing. I mean, we're very uh, relaxed here, basically, so uh, we're open to almost anything. <laughs> So when you were making the game, did you do the sound effects and voices yourself? Did you uh, <laughs> use some non-royalty things, or you have friends coming in to do voices? Kind of a combination of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I, I guess that question is for me. Um, yeah, so, so the, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the sounds, the first pass was uh, all um, uh, sounds made by me. Um, so I voiced everything, and uh, after um, probably about an hour of play test, the guy said, "This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> so then we replaced a lot of my uh, homemade sounds, you know, basically shouting into a microphone, you know. Uh, pigeons that sounded like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta let us hear some of those. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the ostrich would say, "I am an ostrich." So it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty bad. Well, the but, problem is we had no idea what an ostrich voice sounded like, anyway. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Like a llama but, uh, dying in uh, South Park. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um, a lot of the sounds actually came. Uh, so most of the sounds I, I uh, create, I use uh, with uh, Logic uh, Pro. So I, I, I do everything off of my Mac. Mm-hmm. And uh, I use Audacity on the PC just to make everything um, loopable for wave format. And then sampling, um, actually a lot of birds I got um, from the uh, Audubon Society as uh, they were royalty-free. Nice. So um, they I, just have samples of different birds. And then with and that... they didn't ask what you were going to be doing with it? Yeah, Audubon Society. <laughs> we're going to make a game where you kill every bird ever. <laughs> we just hope yes. they find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So how are you going to make sure we're quiet about it then? <laughs> well, uh, well, we're hoping that uh, you know the Audubon Society will overlook this. But no, you know, I went I went there to uh, to hear what the sound sounded like, and then you know, for example, like the turkey sound. That's actually Brian. I said I, I need a turkey that's a little more comical than than these guys. <laughs> Josh was a little too, you know, or Ken, I guess, would be a little too uh, sophisticated, you know. Brian, give us something yeah. that's a little yeah. rough. Yeah, but essentially the voice acting is uh, is Brian and Kenneth, and, and then uh, Kenneth's wife, Audra, uh, did the, uh, the... The wife. The wife, yeah. The wife of the hunter. We actually don't have names for them. 
The only official names are Ma and Pa. Everyone else is oh, and Oinky the pig. And Oinky the pig, that's right. <laughs> For me, apart from the sandwich, I thought it was great and the voices, etc. I did think the art style was really nicely done as well because we see a lot of games on the indie games that look very basic <laughs> and it doesn't look like a lot of work's gone into sort of getting it out there. But I think you guys really, you know, made a really unique looking game from an art style. So how did you come up with the, you know, the animations and the way it was going to look then? Well, for me, uh, when I was working on the art and that kind of thing, uh, it really started off just drawing this really stupid-looking chicken, trying to, you know, be kind of entertaining from there. And uh, I started looking at various other areas. I was looking at Castle Crashers. They had a really nice art style for that kind of stuff. Uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll just be blatant and say it, like, I read a lot of Penny Arcade kind of comics one night. I really like how uh, Gabe's art style was, especially the simplicity. And I kind of just uh, did some little tweaks and did my little adaptations to it and uh, started, you know, putting my little flares. And eventually, once I had a kind of a, a look and feel for a character, like the Hunter being this, you know, big fat-bellied guy with an American t-shirt and an orange vest that could really throw legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the legs. It just seemed naturally that uh, his kind of walk would be this kind of weird, like, you know, bungee leg kind of appearance. And then, would he jump? It's like, I can do a normal jump or... This splits. This splits. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. <laughs> it passed our comical, you know, critiques. Exactly. Yeah. And basically, it would come down to uh, us talking a little bit about it. I would make a couple jokes and then eventually I would draw the joke um, to the character and I kind of spread around, you know, amongst the three of us and show some family and friends. And, you know, if I get a laugh out of everybody, it's like, okay, that's successful. <laughs> so, we, so we, I mean, when you came up with the, the character, obviously, and, the, you know, the concept, were you worried that you might offend people, you know, from the, the south of America, you know, deep south, all that yes. sort of stuff? I was a bit worried. I mean, I did have it in the back of my head that, you know, basically we are making fun of rednecks to a degree. Especially also, I was kind of worried about how people react to us, well, murdering birds. <laughs> Hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of them. But uh, I think what really helps uh, people kind of overlook uh, any inherent problems they may have with it is that it's so comical. It's so over the top and so unbelievable, really. I mean, this fat redneck hunter is making these stupid quips of like, you know, good thing I got two eyes and as he's you know, being hit and he's uh, shooting birds down with a, a minigun <laughs> and doing splits in the midair as he's jumping. I think really that the over-the-topness really allows it to be kind of overlooked. For yeah, it transcends any uh, offenses. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's a revenge story. We have empathy for Absolutely. the The epic storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. so, it's so far beyond, really, that I eventually stopped worrying about offending people, and eventually I figured if people really got offended by this, they're going to be offended by anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, blue-collar comedy tour, Jeff Foxworthy or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. But, you know, oddly is uh, we haven't had any negative comments or anything like that from um, yeah. at least what we've seen in the forums and uh, things like that. So I expected to get a few, but we didn't get any. Yeah, yeah. I, I was so, expecting someone to, you know, write into our comment section, you bastard. Yeah, yeah. I guess everyone secretly hates birds. It's all been praised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty shocked about that. Like, Whoa, okay, maybe we hit a struck a nerve. Nobody likes birds. <laughs> <laughs> Damn pigeons. Everyone wants to mow down pigeons by the thousands. <laughs> so can I ask, I mean, Prior to making this game, were any of you doing video game development before getting into the X and A stuff, or have you, you know, have always been into that? How did you? How did all that come about in the beginning? Uh, well, Kenneth obviously has been working in the video game industry for years, and uh, we've kind of stolen away. Yeah, but we're pretty lucky. We we, we so, kind of said, "Hey, 
you want to make video games with us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been a, a mostly small-time developers and whatnot, and uh, it just, I was doing okay there, uh, going through the notorious amounts of crunch and uh, super long hours and working on licensed titles that weren't very motivating, really, to develop for. Eventually, these two guys approaching me and saying, hey, we actually want to try and do this after we saw what the, the trivia game did pretty well, and we figured... Or at least I figured. No, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are you able to make a living at this now, or are you still have day jobs? Uh, we don't have day jobs. This is our day job. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's doing pretty well so far. You know, it's yeah. able to keep uh, one and a half of us employed. So. <laughs> <laughs> the other one just crashes on the couch. Well, no problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So is it? I assume you have more creative. I mean, you have total creative control and things like that. Are there things that you miss about working with sort of established developers? Well, I mean, uh, I do kind of miss basically just being handed a list and here you go, do this kind of art task. We want it done by next Tuesday. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and now you figure it all out for yourself here. Yeah, and the thing is, I'd be handed like a whole bunch of concepts and designs and whatnot. It's like, okay, make it look like this, and I'd be like, all right, no problem. And I'll just whip up something and pass it on to them. They would give me critiques, and from there, you know, no, no issues. But here, it's very yeah. different. Where all I, all the art is your responsibility. Exactly. Yeah, I gotta make it look, you know, really <laughs> yeah. good. And if, if I don't, yeah. crap. <laughs> if it looks like crap, it's your fault, Corey. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if it sounds like crap, it's your fault, John. Yeah, that's right. If it runs yeah. like crap, it's my fault. <laughs> Well, I was going to wonder about that. Is in terms of the programming, were there specific challenges for this game, or uh, how, how do you decide, like, you know, how much flexibility or give and take do you have for the player to, in terms of the platforming and stuff? Uh, well, there's there's always a little te- few technical challenges. Obviously, trying to get a thousand pigeons on the screen at once that you can mow down with your minigun is, uh, <laughs> is quite challenging, really. To uh... <laughs> and with X and A, you can't really just create birds and have them send them in. You have to like create pools of things and have it move through for garbage collection issues. And... But otherwise, yeah, it's... overall, it was our most complex game to date. Obviously, compared to a trivia game or a word game or a physics game, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah it's a, <clears throat> definitely. It's a lot more complicated and larger in that sense. So. But, you know, it, it, the nice thing about it was that it, it built upon all of our previous accomplishments in, you know, the new technologies we used from the trivia game all the way to Bird Assassin. Yeah. So that was quite fun in, in terms of developing it because we're like, oh, I want to do this. I don't know how to do that. Well, <laughs> 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 let's try it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then, you know, getting it to work. So that that's always a lot of fun in, in terms of, you know, coming up with a game and from start to scratch. Yeah, yeah. for like the audio things that Josh works with, they, Microsoft gives us a tool called Exact, <laughs> which, <laughs> which Josh just swears at every day, basically. <laughs> because it, it and then he starts working with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I use it at the last. It's the last thing I use to mm-hmm. compile it all so that Brian can play it in the game. So... Yeah, it crashes uh, 15, 20 times a day. <laughs> so it's, it's cool. <laughs> it keeps me grounded, you know. So is that like the Vista, is it, of uh, sound stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's not quite that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, the big problem really is because it is sound, I, I need to do auditioning of the sounds and to just make sure that what I build in um, – in the tracks and everything play together and are all queued together to play simultaneously in sync and such. But then periodically it stops. And I don't know if it's my sound ending or the actual application crashed or what. So you're like, why is there silence? And then you try and go, what the hell? And then, oh, it crashed again. Son of a bitch. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. that must be pretty frustrating, you know, when you're trying to get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> frustrating is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you? I mean, did you? What did you find about the reaction for the game? Because it is one of the highest rated, isn't it, on the indie game section? So, were you shocked that it was, you know, received that well? That was our goal. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know it going in? Like, this is going to be the best game ever made. Yeah. It's going to be the best bird assassin game ever. <laughs> our our view was that uh, it was kind of. We had high hopes that it was going to do well, but we were very realistic, thinking that this game is so stupid, it's probably going to bomb horribly. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's a game about assassinating birds. <laughs> and, and, yeah, the storyline is birds killed your paw. Yeah. <laughs> is that really, going to be enough premise? <laughs> yeah, it's not really in-depth, and we were kind of worried that you know people may not even get the humor or see it that funny because, well, you are murdering birds. I mean, the hunter on the... <laughs> Cover to the box is basically having a gun to the chicken's head. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, but actually seeing the uh, initial downloads and the uh, the high ratings that we got and seeing ourselves on the top rated, which actually we didn't really expect. It was quite a shock and very, yeah. very happy shock. It's very nice, definitely. Yeah, it, it, was, it was our aspiration, not necessarily our goal. <laughs> but, no, it's cool. It was number cool. one on the Xbox for a few weeks here in the U.S. anyways. I don't know how well it did in the U.K. or... That's uh, how well it's doing the ratings because all the ratings are based on the regions, really. So yeah. So well, you know, we review a different indie game every week, and and we're really blunt when we review these games because you know, as you probably know, there's a lot of stuff out on the indie games that are <laughs> not as polished, shall we say? Uh, and so this was one of those rare games when we all three of us just said, "Yeah, you know, we loved it, and we had a great time playing nice. it." And uh, so yeah, we we were really pleased by it, and we're really yeah. glad that it's getting the kind of success that it's gotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Well, you know, we we the first iteration, like uh, Kenneth was saying earlier, was you know kind of poor, and you know the three weeks that we put into it in the beginning was like, huh, this is a turd. <laughs> so you know, like like they say, you can always polish and polish it, and then it'll shine. So yeah. <laughs> the first version of the game was just that bonus round where you're shooting all the pigeons flying past with the minigun. That, yeah, that was the whole. That was game. the whole game. That was the whole game. Basically. <laughs> It's fun for the bonus round time of about 10 seconds, but after about 20 to 30 seconds, it gets really boring. <laughs> yeah. See, it's interesting, too, because we say that a lot. It's sort of like the idea that sometimes people have good ideas and people make an indie game out of, you know, what interesting idea they might have, but they don't put the extra time in to make sure it's really good and develop more parts of it and things, and it seems like you guys have done that part of it. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Bird Assassin went through three different versions, really. The simple version of uh, just mowing down pigeons as they fly past, and then... And then we added in the actual platforms and moving. And to go left to right, yeah. 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 The platform originally was actually based on a, the old game Moon Patrol. The screen would automatically roll oh, for you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd just be dodging around obstacles that way. Was, yeah, timing jump, basically. Yeah, and then we added the truck chase because we thought that would be funny. If the chicken <laughs> yeah, that was great. We loved that. <laughs> and then we thought, hey, you know, there's some game out there that has coins, mushrooms, and something, something like that. We thought that'd be funny, too. Yeah, exactly. It's totally original. Yeah. I never noticed that connection until you mentioned it just now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were ripping, ripping off Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, introduce the marketplace so that you can, you know, buy upgrades because progression was really important, too, because we thought, you know, why have one level of just shooting birds? And then uh, it, it just went from there. Yeah. The final addition we did was the... Uh, the, oh, the, the suicide chicken, yes, <laughs> the exploding ones, and the uh, and the golden goose that would poop out the coins. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, yeah. The exploding chickens was a classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I think that really helped it a lot. <laughs> that, that first chicken you see when it comes at you. <laughs> it really is like the COD version of a bird game, isn't it, really? You know, you've got upgrades, you got perks, you got better weapons. you got yeah. red dot sights. you got red dot sights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Black jacket and everything. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got quite a few questions off the community for you, so let's go through these and, and see what you have to say about these. Uh, so here goes the first one. I can't remember who any of these are off, so I'm, I'm being we a bit... We just put them out on the forum and ask yeah. people to send us questions. So, so we have quite a few here. So the first, okay. one's, the first one's this. The indie scene is almost saturated with games and content. Uh, so what do you think gives your game the edge over the competition? <laughs> well, <laughs> as you pointed out, 90% of the indie... They're out there as crap, really. So yeah, so, I mean, really, uh, competing against... I mean, if we actually put in the quality and the effort into it, trying to compete against the uh, majority of the indie market, it's not terribly difficult. It's really competing against the top 10% that we try to do it. And I think what really helps is that our game is... Well, it's pure ridiculousness. I mean, the cover itself features a fat, you know, redneck guy holding a gun to a chicken's head, and it's labeled Bird Assassin, which is, <laughs> I mean, at first, it's assassination. Okay, cool, so, wait, birds? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, well, you know, one thing, too, is the indie market, uh, if we're just looking at the, uh, the uh, Xbox indie games market, um, a lot of the games that are being pushed out there are first-time developers that are making games as well. So, yeah, um, things, yeah. and hobbyists and such. So, um, you know, one thing is that um, we are trying to make this a full-time gig. So we are concentrating on on making games, and uh, we would like to say we, we we strive for quality, and you know, at least our our brand of quality. <laughs> and uh, you know, hopefully that that does give us an edge over the competition, and uh, you know, we hit a uh, uh, a chord with. Uh, some of the fans out there of any games. Yeah, and the Xbox does provide a nice marketing ability, basically, with the, just their new arrivals list, basically. So that's probably how we get 95% of all our income, basically, and marketing, just through the Xbox itself, people browsing and finding it. Yeah. I was going to say, what's interesting for me, you know, you, you've mentioned the game, you know, the box cover that obviously all the indie games have. <laughs> And and I think a lot of people forget how important that is because a lot of the time I'll I'll look at a game based on what the cover looks like and obviously your cover yeah. just looked ridiculous you know so I had to have a look what it was about you know <laughs> oh, yeah. to see what the game was you know and the title was great as well so awesome. yeah. so so we got gotcha. you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know the whole saying don't judge a book by its cover I, I think that's complete crap people judge books by the cover all the time oh yeah, yeah. so I mean yeah, this books, was like your third revision of the box art oh yeah yeah this yeah. is like the third version too. I did it, and it, the first couple of versions didn't look very good at all. It was trying to—it was really hard to try and find that dynamic that really seemed interesting. And eventually, it's just like, well, hell, we'll just do the hunter pointing a gun at the chicken. <laughs> Based on the other games I see on the indie games, I think what you need to have on your next game is a naked lady and then a big green sticker that says "Only 80 points." That's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. In avatars. That's actually our avatars exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, we keep pushing uh, Corey here, uh, Kenneth, uh, to, uh, to draw more boobies. Yeah. <laughs> we keep joking that our next cover is going to have just like boobs galore all over the thing. <laughs> so another person asked, "What did birds do to deserve such hatred?" <laughs> well, what didn't they do? Yeah, I mean, they can fly. I can't. <laughs> Therefore, jealous. they must die. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, someone else has, uh, thinking along a, a different lines, would you consider Kitten Assassin or uh, B-List or Z-List minor celebrity assassin? Well, I mean, aside from the, the problem, problem of actually doing like a, a B or Z-List uh, character assassination, like a... Uh, 
Xbox does or Microsoft doesn't allow that on the service. But um, with Kitten Assassin, it's kind of hard to do that because kittens are seen as universally lovable, cute, and cuddly. Yeah, and then we're alienating all those people who hate puppies. Yeah, but like <laughs> birds, you know. But birds you can, can choose at the beginning of the game. Do you want to kill puppies? Or do you want to kill kittens? <laughs> oh, yeah, even better. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like pen pending. You can't steal that idea. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fluffy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the, the kitten assassin as an example would be just, it's, a lot of people like kittens and find kittens really cute, while birds are... So which makes it even funny when you shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, obviously I have a different opinion on this. <laughs> well, you know, um, uh, from my perspective, um, yeah, we probably consider it, but, you know, whether or not we can make a game out of it is, a, is another story. I mean, we, we've considered so many ridiculous ideas and thoughts, and, you know, we've got this huge list of games we'll make. And then slowly shortlisting it down to okay games we probably won't make, you know, <laughs> and then that's where we get all these piles of stuff. But yeah, you know, um, another assassin game would be uh, probably a uh, you know I'm looking at the other guys here probably a bird assassin two or of, of some sort. Yeah, I mean it really comes down to is a, can we actually make a game that's fun is actually an improvement and also is it funny. Yeah, I mean that's really is it actually thing. better than the other ones? Yeah, yeah, because we don't really want to just make one that's kind of a catch in, and then people kind of look at it like, eh, whatever. But we want to try to make something that's actually good. Yeah. Come on, we've got a franchise here. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking, assassin everything. You could just <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You could like have other uh, rednecks going out to shoot for you if you push a certain button, and you could call it uh, Bird Assassin's Creed. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Highest bidder. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) I have some problems with that publisher. (laughs) So, so where would you like to see yourself going then? You know, from from this, would you like to be developing for the arcade and then you know get like proper disc development, or or you know, are you happy to just sort of stick to the more indie stuff? Our goal is obviously to get make more money, so <laughs> so obviously the indie channel is not the huge moneymaker right now, but we're still trying to build our studio name, really, so it's we would love to get an arcade contract. We just entered a game into uh, the Dreamville Play contest by Microsoft. Uh, our game's called Sacrifice for that. It's a, kind of an RPG, four-player co-op, uh, kind of like a Diablo or like a game, yeah. Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance. I don't know if you ever played that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like Gauntlet as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically we kind of got that kind of game, and hopefully that will do well in the competition and give us a foot into the uh, arcade market. So what's yeah. the art style of that one, then? What does it look like? Uh, that one that we did uh, is kind of similar to Bird Assassin a little bit, but it's the game is much more serious, much more dark. Yeah. Uh, there's not actually much humor, if at all. <laughs> so it's, it's very much that... Yeah, there's like, you know... Uh, there's cynicism. Yeah. <laughs> That's a form of humor. In a way. <laughs> but uh, there's, a, there's a dark evil underground and that uh, you're basically chosen to, you know, you basically just defeat it. Yeah, so, you're thrown into a pit, basically, to be sacrificed. And, uh, it's, it's up to you to get your way out. Yeah. That sounds hilarious. What are you talking about? Yeah, it sounds like a of fun. That's great. Yeah, it just sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> but can I ask, is there going to be a minigun and birds in it, though? <laughs> Uh, not Ooh, this one. Yeah. Uh, but no, but there is magic missile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. we can have that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it it's a departure from from a platformer side scrolling twin stick shooter esque, you know, bird murder simulator. Yeah, yeah. Mario plumber <laughs> type game to um, a kind of 
isometric, isometric, isometric top, view, yeah. Top yeah. Down, top down, four, four player co op. I mean, more acronyms than Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tight game with, you know. Yeah. So can I ask you how how problematic it is it to include like co-op in indie games? Is that is that hard to do or is it is it fairly simple to add in? Local co-op is quite simple really. It's the network co-op and multiplayer through the network which is uh, over Xbox Live which is quite tricky really. It, it really just increases the amount of testing time you have to do because there's so many little weird peculiarities that pop up. The only multiplayer game we've released so far is the uh, the word game. The word game, yeah. And that took Quite a bit longer than we thought it would. It took about just, six weeks of testing. Yeah, just, just the network. Portion. Just for testing for the network portion of it, really. It, yeah. it really adds to the time for development-wise to get it to work right. Yeah, for local multiplayer, it's really just uh, coming down with the design and the screen layout to see if we can cram enough information for four players on there. And then we have the advantage that we have three of us here that we can actually test. You know, for all the for our game for local multiplayer, while other small guys will who are just one or two people having a little bit tougher time to try and get it. But local multiplayer can also be kind of a curse because Storm, the game that we made previously, it was uh, uh, it was very fun when you play with four players or three players. But when you play by yourself, it's quite boring, really. It's, yeah, uh, we, didn't, we didn't realize actually how boring it was just by single player. We always played it just the three of us. Like, yeah, this game is great. Yeah, it uh, was probably one of our fun playtest uh, games that went through playtests with the three of us, but we unfortunately ignored the single-player um, aspect of it. That's why it's not doing so well. <laughs> Can I ask you, though, because obviously, is, is this game, the game you're doing next, is that going to have networked multiplayer, or is it just local four-player, then? Uh, we're kind of tossed up right now, because we, we released the game to the Xbox Dreamville Play Contest, and, yeah. and for now, <laughs> it was only local co-op. Uh, but we're talking about adding actual Xbox Live functionality into it because that would make it a lot better, actually. So. Yeah, people can go on there and make, and make an adventure together. Through yeah, the dungeons, that and kind of it would thing. be sort of like a friends um, based on who's who's in your friends list. Yeah, yeah and then uh, we, there was certain situations where we're thinking about like, trying to fit in like PvP and like some kind of conquest systems where you can spawn in different enemies to be as your ally to attack other players and that kind of thing. I mean, we have a, a, a good... You know, long-range plan of actually trying to add network functionality, but you know, let's really see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll wait till the competition, and if we win, you know, you might see it. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you; it's a tough sell getting my wife to play games with me. She's really not interested. Get the Isaac at Word Games. My wife won't stop playing it. Yeah. <laughs> they were the big test, you know, the play testers. Our wives yeah. on that game. Nice. So, aside from your own, uh, what would each of you say is your favorite indie game? Uh, I played Toy Stunt Bike quite a bit. I played, uh, I made a game of Zombies in it, of course, which is the big yeah. one on there. Uh, I like Minor Dig Deep. Yeah, Minor Dig yeah. Deep. That, I mean, that, one's, that, that one is... That one sucked up my time good, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was a good... Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, I played that one nonstop. I mean, for me, it was Toy Stun Bike as well, like Brian said. Um, there was another one on there, actually. What was that Tower Defense game? Yeah, the, oh, uh, yeah. Next War? Next uh, War. Earth Next War, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, one's that was a good one, too, yeah. Yeah. So it seems like we all like the same games. <laughs> Yeah, so th- those are those are ones that I would recommend. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you find if you haven't tried them out already. Yeah, yeah, we played. I, I played Toy Stump Bike, and we've obviously played Minor Dig Deep. But you didn't like that, did you? Duke? I don't if I remember. I, I, I don't think it grabbed me. I mean, I saw the appeal, but it didn't really do it for me personally. Um, yeah, there's no but, gold, obviously. It's just digging and... Uh, yeah. And if I remember rightly, Chini didn't like his little helmet, did he? <laughs> he had a problem with his helmet for some reason. 
<laughs> well, I, I played it with my kids, so the kids thought it was great. They just go, oh, go there, Daddy, go there. So, you know, that that, that was part of the uh, the fun of it all. Um, but yeah, Jenny hates children, so it would yeah, make sense. Yeah, he does. That he hates angry. kids. Yeah. <laughs> Nasty guy. You don't want to meet this yeah, guy. I'm puppies, I'm kittens, oh, dates, God. all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> such a sour, nasty piece of work. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Just a shame. That's why we didn't invite him to this. Yeah, messing us up with his negativity. (laughs) (laughs) After the play, dream, build competition, is there something else on the horizon game you're working on? Yeah, we got one in the works at the moment. Yeah, we don't have a name for it yet. Yeah, and we don't get to know about it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's not a secret or anything. It's it's. uh, I don't know if you ever played a game like uh, Akari Warriors a long time ago. Oh, Akari Warriors was me and my brother's like favorite game growing up. We just continue and continue and continue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so we're working on kind of a game similar to that, really, where it's going to awesome. be two-player co-op and uh, and uh, where you can get into your tank, of course, and drive around and shoot people. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and you know we'll we'll try and incorporate you know some really hot you know woman on the box. <laughs> but yeah, that that's sort of um, that's those are the concepts we're kind of throwing about right now. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see, you know, hearing you that you enjoy doing what you're doing so much because, you know, especially lately, there's been quite a lot of negativity around game development studios and the way that they, you know, push, you know, the developers and programmers to the break yeah, point yeah. to get the games out on time. And it's nice to hear, you know, from someone who's really enjoying what they're doing. Right. right. Yeah. You hear the stories out of the L.A. Noir studio. Boy, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and with me actually working in the industry, I mean, I've experienced firsthand crazy work hours of doing yeah. Time. A week, uh, 12 hour, 13, 14 hour days. Uh, well, it sure beats my last job. That's, well, that's, that's, that's by far. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It seems yeah. like it sort of comes through the game, too. You know, if people are working that hard and putting in those hours, it seems like the game's bound to be a little more dour, a little less joyful, whereas the Bird Assassin obviously is so over the top and silly. It's, it, it makes sense that it comes from folks who are, you know, doing what they love and having a good time with it. We were definitely joking around a lot with the development of Bird Assassin. It was yeah. very over the top and just laughing about jokes and whatnot. What we figured would be a good one-liner to have in there and will yeah. be a, a different pose for characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so no, yeah, you know, um, thanks for, you know, seeing that our, our, our enjoyment of making the game shown through in the gameplay. One thing, it's very hard because we don't really get a lot of feedback. Yeah. And, and uh, this is one of the, uh, actually the one game we got a lot of feedback from in terms of YouTube um, commentary and gameplay. So You know, we've, I mean, we've always said that, you know, if you make something unique on the indie games, and, and, and what we've always said is to try and not, I mean, your game probably isn't simple, I guess, you know, when to execute it. But, you know, take a simple idea and just make it well, you know, because we see so many over-ambitious things that people try to make on there that just don't, you know, get it right or pull it off. And I think you've, you've got pretty much everything right. You know, you've got a u- unique game. You've got It's interesting. It's fun. It's totally over the top. And I think that's what people noticed about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, what helps is that uh, it's just the simplicity of our, you know, game really that helps carry through. I mean, like, it's just uh, a running around, jumping on platforms and uh, shooting things. And it's just, yeah. we just refine the hell out of it over and over again. And games yeah. these days, major, you know, AAA published games, like, you know, say even Call of Duty, it's really just the same kind of simple gameplay of just running around shooting things or people. And But they just refine the heck out of it. And it's such a simple process and so repetitive, yet so well done that, you know... It makes you, it addictive. Yeah, it yeah. makes it addictive. It makes it enjoyable, you know. And it, 
any game can be good, almost any game can be good, as long as you take a, a simple yet enjoyable concept and make sure you refine the heck out of it. And give them a minigun. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, and birds to shoot. That's always yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, can I just ask, you know, I, do you get time to play sort of disc games, or, or are you just so busy developing you don't get time to play anymore? Oh, yeah, we certainly we get actually, time to play. We actually did. After, after we, uh, um, what's it, we... Uh, Oh, yeah, after we finished up the, the Dream Total play, yeah. yeah. We definitely, we spent like a week just sitting around playing games, just to sit around and to like try to uh, recapture some of the lost time that we had. We sat around, we played a lot of StarCraft. Uh, we are also uh, taking turns playing on uh, different Xbox games. I'm still playing Borderlands every once in a while. We're trying to, you know, yeah, have we some time. We try, try to take some breaks between projects to... Uh, yeah, a lot of Bejeweled. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, StarCraft and Jewels, it's kind of different. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like a great combination. You have StarCraft, you got Bejeweled, put them together. We definitely take the time to really try and play the major games out there. Because, I mean, the game industry is so large uh, and so uh, integrated, but also so competitive that really you have to research, you have to stay on top, you have to play other competitors' games to really just know what you're dealing with and also to get new ideas. So, and, and also to see if it's still fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you might notice that some games are starting to kind of trail off when you start seeing, like, sales of maybe uh, uh, first-person shooters start going down yeah. or something like that. Or maybe you'll see, like, some of the games starting to go up. Who knows? Right. Yeah. right. And, you know, we don't want to do a tired genre like zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although zombie assassin. <laughs> yeah, but there's actually not many zombie games out there, is there, really? <laughs> I think that's <laughs> I think you might have something there. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, no, we we do we do try try our best to play games because you know that that's one of the things you know that that is in our you know our mission statement you know is is to make games we want to play exactly you know and and uh, you know we want to play other games too not just the ones we make yeah well before we let you go do you want to do you know where you are how to get in touch with you want people want to give you some comments you know all that sort of stuff and then and then we'll let you go. Oh, we're we're kind of social loners here. <laughs> I guess if you if you force our hand, yeah. yeah. Well, if you want to contact us, you can get us at uh, what is it info at sociallonerstudios dot com. Yeah, yeah that's and our, email. our website www.sociallonerstudios.com. There's also a contact us link on there for uh, anybody just be able to uh, send us send comments, us an email basically. It basically yeah. comes to info at sociallonerstudios yeah. and we have a Facebook page and some Twitter accounts that we check maybe once a month or something like that. So. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. we actually start seeing postings or some or people on there would probably actually try and, you know, get back to you yeah. as quickly as possible. So, yeah, I mean, if anyone has any questions, concerns, comments, or just... Game ideas? Yeah, exactly. Any ideas, <laughs> anything like that, like, send it our way. We'll be glad, yeah, that's we'll be glad right. to have them. Glad to hear anything. Yeah. Any and all comments, will That's right. And then, you know, also, uh, thanks to uh, you guys and your listeners. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for the questions. <laughs> Makes us really feel introverted and, you know, think about a lot of things. <laughs> there you go who'd have known it was so serious <laughs> deep it was deep man it was deep um, <laughs> I'd just like to you know thank you guys for coming on and you know it's really cool to get an insight I guess into you know how these games are developed and really how much work goes into them because you know we've said it before you know we just take it for granted you know we just play the games and we're as critical as we are you know but we, we forget I think how much work and effort goes into them so so I'd just like to thank you for coming on and, you know, keep up the good work, I guess. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. And uh, we were just kind of chatting around real quick. Um, 
that if uh, you guys want, we can give you some tokens to some of the Bird Assassin game. Yeah, we still have a few left over, so if you guys would like to have uh, a chance to give some to your listeners or something like that, that would be really cool. Well, yeah, so. we should do a contest, like first three people to call, you know, to email in or something. Yeah, yeah sure. no, we can definitely uh, we'll, do that. We'll, we'll send you some tokens, and, uh, and like, you know, you said, uh, we're really happy to have an interview with you guys and uh, be able to have a chat. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, and when you like say when you next bring your next game out, you know, give us a shout, and you're more than welcome to come on again. That'd be fantastic. Thank you. Right. Thanks. Cheers. See ya. See ya. Cheers.